Greetings, family. This is Pastor Gordon Zalo. It's always a privilege. It's always an honor to come and share the word of God with you. This morning, I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will use me as conduit to convey a word to you, God's word to you, a word that will encourage you, a word that will strengthen you, a word that will lift up your faith. I'm trusting God for that. The Talmud message this morning is persistent faith, persistent faith, faith that doesn't give up, faith that keeps pushing, faith that doesn't let go, faith that is bulldog. I'm here to encourage you that God expects us, looks up to us to have this kind of faith. And that's exactly what Jesus told or taught his disciples in the book of Luke chapter 18, where Jesus says to his disciples, do not cease to pray. Pray continuously without giving up. And he gives an example. He gives a parable teaching them that they should pray continuously. He gives them an example of a woman who comes to a judge and asks the judge to adjudicate over her case to rule over her case and the judge keeps ignoring her and this woman does not give up. She keeps coming, she keeps pushing until such time that the judge says, I will give you what you want because you've been so persistent to me. You've been persistent and the only reason why the judge gave in was because this woman would not let go. She was persisting, she was pushing and at the end of that Jesus says to his disciples, now tell me, if this judge that does not fear God, if this judge that does not care about people is able to grant this woman what she wants, how much more your father in heaven, your father in heaven will do it for you quickly. Your father in heaven will attend to your request quickly. And Jesus then says, right at the end, he says, but when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? The message version I'm reading from Luke, Luke chapter 18 verse 8 says, how much of this kind of persistent faith will the son of man find on the earth when he returns. The Amplified Version says something similarly. It says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? So, child of God, Jesus, having taught his disciples, encouraging them to pray continuously, Jesus closes and says, I am concerned, I am worried. When I return, will I find this kind of faith? Will I find this persistent faith? Now, family, it's interesting that Jesus opens in 18 verse 1, speaking about prayer, and then he closes with Persistent faith. Because family, when you are praying, you are exercising faith. When you are praying, you are putting your faith into motion. You are trusting God for something that you have not seen. Praying to God for him to give you, to respond to what you are hoping for. Now Jesus says, when I come back, will I find this kind of faith? And I believe, child of God, that this message is relevant today because everywhere you are reading, the infection due to COVID is increasing, not just increasing, but at an alarming rate, at an exponential rate. And I am here to actually say, child of God, despite what we are reading, despite what we are seeing, God is still on the throne. God is still in control. God expects us to have this kind of faith. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 
38. It says, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. I take no pleasure in the one who turns back. So here, as the author of Hebrews moves into Hebrews chapter 11, he closes chapter 10 by saying, God takes no pleasure in anyone who shrinks back. And this message is relevant, child of God, because I am saying to us, very often it is easy for your trust in God to be at his highest point when all things are sort of looking good. But here we're sitting with COVID. Here we're sitting in this situation where things are not looking better, but things are looking worse Things we are told that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm here to tell you, child of God, that God expects us to have faith that is persistent. To have faith that is like a bulldog. A bulldog, when it grabs something, it holds on to it and does not let go. You may beat it, you may do whatever, but once it's grabbed onto something, God is saying, child of God, I want you to have this kind of faith that looks at the promise, grabs the promise, holds on to the promise, irrespective of what is happening around, hangs on to the promise. God is saying, I'm looking for persistent faith in my children, persistent faith, children who will look up to me and say, although things may not be happening the way we would like them to happen, God is going to restore my marriage. God is going to restore my finances. God is going to restore my health. And this is the faith that God expects when his son returns on earth. This is the kind of faith that says, even now, God can still do it. This is the kind of faith that says even tomorrow God can still do it. This is the kind of faith that says even if he doesn't do it tomorrow, God will eventually do it. I'm here to encourage you, child of God, that we are expected to have persistent faith. Faith that pushes. Faith that does not give up. Faith that despite the adversities, despite the challenges, holds on, clings on to the promises of God, clings on to mighty God. I'm here to actually say, God is still on the throne. Your father is faithful. He's faithful with his promises. He's faithful with his word. And he will always fulfill all that is promised. He says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Hang on to your father. Hang on to Jesus. Hang on to the Lord. Hang on to the Savior. The situation may look dire, but God is still in charge. This example that I'm sharing with you is found in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 15 verse 21 to 28. It reads thus. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A gentle woman who lived there came to him pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord. Son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply. Note that. Not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with her begging. It continues. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, 
That's true, Lord. But even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Jesus responds, dear woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Child of God, this is the kind of bulldog faith that we are called to have. Here is this woman. Let's just unpack this message. Here is this woman coming to Jesus. Jesus, Lord, have mercy, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says, Jesus said nothing. There was no word that came from Jesus. There was no word that came from Jesus. Now, this is the same Jesus that we read about, that we've heard about, that would overflow with compassion and be compelled to act. He would come and feed before people ask. He would stop funeral processions and raise the dead. And he would heal people without them asking. But here is a woman coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus says nothing. Jesus does nothing. Child of God, I am not here to try and explain, to try and speculate why Jesus did not respond. But the one thing that I know in this verse, in the scripture that we've just read, is that Jesus may not have responded, but Jesus heard him. Jesus may not have responded, but Jesus heard him. That is why nowhere in the verses that we read did Jesus say, pardon, what did you say? But right at the end, Jesus says, your request has been granted. So yes, it may have looked like Jesus was not listening, but Jesus heard him. Jesus heard I'm here to tell you, child of God, that Jesus hears us. It may seem like he is not hearing us. It may seem like he is not hearing us, but Jesus heard him. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. God's Ears are open for our prayers. You are the righteous of God through what Jesus did for you on the cross. So, although Jesus does not respond, Jesus heard her. Jesus heard her. That is why uh, James also says in James 5 verse 12, he says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. It is powerful and effective because God hears our prayers. It may look like he is not hearing us, but he hears us, child of God. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Yes, it may look like things are not going the way they're supposed to, but I'm telling you, child of God, it's time you come before God. It's time you come before Jesus. Jesus hears your prayers. He may not respond the way you want him to respond. He may not respond at the time you want him to respond, but Jesus hears. God said, Haggai, call your son Ishmael, because I hear. Glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, Things may look like your prayers are not being heard, but God hears your prayers. Jesus did not chase this woman away. He did not chase her away. The disciples tried, urged, 
Other version says, they repeatedly came to him to say, Jesus, send this woman away. But Jesus did not send her away. I'm here to tell you, child of God, that Jesus loved you so much to send you away. Jesus loved you so much to send you away. That is why he says, come to me, all you that are weary, all you that are burdened. He says, come to me, all you that are thirsty. Jesus will never chase you away. Jesus wants you close to him. The Bible says, nothing shall separate us from his love. Jesus wants you. Sin tried to separate us, but Jesus went to the cross for us so that we could never be separated from the Father. The one thing that I know as well is that few verses after this encounter of the woman with Jesus, Jesus goes up at the mountain hill and he gets there and the crowd follows him and the crowd brings to his feet people that are sick, people that are lame, people that are blind, people that are deaf, people of all sicknesses, and Jesus never turned them away. He healed all of them. He healed all of them. Just like this woman, by the time she left at the end of the day, because of her persistent faith, Jesus had healed her daughter. I'm here to tell you, child of God, that you may think that your situation is beyond the hand of God. You may think that what you are going through is not going to turn around. You may think that your sickness is beyond Jesus. Jesus never turned anyone away. Jesus healed everyone. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I'm here to tell you, child of God, that don't give up on God. Don't give up on the Lord Jesus. Don't give up, child of God. The situation may look the way it is, but God is still on the throne. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith and not by sight. I am here to say to you, child of God, persistent faith is faith that pushes irrespective of the circumstances. It's bulldog faith. It's faith that refuses to let go. The Bible says, but she came. Listen to this. Jesus has been silent. The only thing that this woman hears are repeated pleas of the disciples saying to Jesus, Jesus, send her away. She is bothering us. She is disturbing our peace. And the only time this woman hears Jesus speaking, Jesus says, woman, I was not sent for other groupings. I was sent to come and help the lost sheep of Israel. I was sent to come and help the chosen nation. Now, this woman is Gentile. Imagine, Jesus opens his mouth and says, I was not sent for you. But this woman pushes on. This woman presses on and comes to Jesus. This woman does not give up. You've been silent, Jesus. Your disciples are asking you to tell me to go away. You've just spoken to me and said, I'm a Gentile. You did not come for me. You came to help the Israelites, the chosen nation. But she does not give up. She presses in. Instead of going away, 
The Bible says, but she came. Persistent faith pushes, comes to the Lord. Does not walk away from the Lord. Tough as it may be, persistent faith says, I will always be drawing nearer to you, my Redeemer. Let me just put perspective here. Because someone might now be saying, oh Jesus, it means you only came for the Israelites. No, let me correct that. In the book of Romans 1.16, remember, Jesus had not been to the cross, so he goes to the cross. And on the cross, he lays his life, not just for the Jews. Yes, first for the Jews and us Gentiles. So Jesus came for first the Jews and us. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. This is Paul. It is the power of God at work. Saving everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. First the Jews. And also the Gentiles. Glory to him. This woman came. This woman came, and not only did this woman come, my Bible says she came and worshipped him. Persistent faith, child of God, is anchored on worship. Because worship is not about what the Lord has done for me. Worship is about who God is. Worship is not about what Jesus has done for me. Worship is about who Jesus is. The Bible says, in book of Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please God. And those that come to him must believe that he is. Must believe that he is. So this woman believed that Jesus is who he is. Whether he answers her requests or doesn't. She's going to worship him. Because of who he is. Let me ask this question. How much of us come to worship God? Come to lift up God? Even though our problems have not been attended to. Many people only worship him. Only lift him up when things are looking good. When they see that their prayers are being answered. Everything is falling into place. Oh, Jesus, I lift up your name. They come and worship. But this woman came despite having been told, I was not sent for you. Despite the disciples that were so close to Jesus, urging Jesus to send her away, she comes and worships. Persistent faith worships God. For who God is. Persistent faith elevates God. For who God is. Child of God. Listen to this. It's not long after. David has been worshipping. Has been praising God. That Bathsheba falls pregnant. And she gives birth. To a son. Solomon. Who later became the wisest man. Who later became one of the richest men. To have ever lived. Worship God. Persistent faith. Is anchored on worship. Hallelujah. Persistent faith is anchored on worship. This woman persists. 
She's now there worshiping and pleading, Lord, help me. She has just heard Jesus saying, I did not come to help non-Jews. I came to help Jews. But she bows down. She comes close. She worships him and says, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. As if that was not enough, Jesus says, Woman, it isn't right that I should take food that belongs to children and give it to dogs. And theologians say the Gentiles were considered dogs in those days. And the woman responds, That is true, Lord, but are the dogs that sit under the table not allowed to eat the crumbs that fall off the table. This is a woman persisting with humility. With humility, she says, that's true, Lord. That is true, Lord. But there are crumbs. I am not worthy of sitting at the table, but there are crumbs that are found on the floor. Can I not have those crumbs? Jesus, I refuse to go home until my daughter, until you have healed my daughter. I refuse to leave this place. You may not speak to me. Your disciples may urge you to tell me to leave. You may tell me that you did not come for people like me. You may tell me that food meant for children should not be given to dogs. But I am the dog. Can a dog not eat from the breadcrumbs? I just want to pose this question to you. How many of us at the first adversity, at the first challenge, at the first hurdle, give up on what we are trusting God for? This woman, there were many times, there were many instances that she could have given up. But she pushed. But she persisted. That is why Jesus at the end says, Your faith is great. Your faith is great. I am just praying that may we during this time, may Jesus look down upon us and say, I see there is COVID there. I have heard your prayers. Your faith is great. You are still standing strong. Despite what is happening around, you are still trusting me that I am the God of even now. I am the Lord of even the moment. I am the Lord that you look up to and no one else. I just want to leave you with two hangers to your faith. Number one, you need to hang your faith on the understanding that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is not just an ordinary prophet or John the Baptist or an Elijah that came and lived among us. Jesus was the word that was there in the beginning. This woman understood that Jesus, yes, he's in the flesh. Yes, he's among his disciples. Yes, his disciples are trying to urge him, are trying to convince him. But she understood that this was not just an ordinary person. 
this was Lord. That is why whenever she addressed him, there was never a time when this woman addressed Jesus without saying Lord. She says, have mercy on me, Lord. She says, oh Lord, help me. She says, that is true, Lord. This woman understood that Jesus was Lord. You need to hang your persistent faith on Jesus, who is Lord, who is in control. Everything that is on earth hangs on his hands. He was there in the beginning. He created everything that we see was created by him. And everything hangs on his hands. Therefore, he is the author. He is the finisher of our faith hallelujah he is the author and is the one to finish our faith so therefore let us walk let us trust in him let us believe in him let us have confidence in him hallelujah number two we need to hang our persistent faith on god's mercy god is a merciful god the bible says his mercies endure forever his mercies move through a thousand generations we need to hang on that we need to hang our faith our persistent faith on that because the bible says in psalm 68 verse 19 blessed be the lord who daily loads us with blessing blessed be the lord who daily loads us with his blessings so in other words, God every day loads us with his benefits. So the fact that I may not have got my answer yesterday, today God is giving me fresh mercies. Today God is giving me fresh benefits. Today God is giving me a fresh anointing. The fact that I may not have got my answer yesterday, I should persist because yesterday's mercy were for yesterday. Today he has given me, he has loaded me with fresh benefits. He has loaded me with fresh mercies. He has loaded me with something new today. So I can expect something new today. I therefore can be saying, even now God can do it. Because I've got something new that is given to me every day. It is fresh. Hallelujah. I was just comparing with other instances. There was a man who was as persistent as this woman. And that man is Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was blind. And when he heard that Jesus was coming, the Bible says, he cried out, Son of David, have mercy. Before he could say what he wanted, he hung on, he clung on to, Son of David, have mercy on me. This woman as well, she did not first say, you know, my daughter is sick. She said, son of David, have mercy on me. Before she could articulate what her request was. Similarly with Bartimaeus. There is another group, two blind men, who also showed signs of persistence. Jesus leaves the house of Jairus. And they follow him and cry out. 
Son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Jesus gets into the house that you are staying at and they walk in there with him. And in all three cases, there's something common. There was persistence. And I want to believe that that persistence is also supported by that line of thread that says, have mercy. So my persistent faith is anchored on God's mercy because God is a merciful God. And I've said it already, his mercies endures forever. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5, the Bible says, God who is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. God is rich in mercy. That is why you need to persist. You need to persevere because his mercies are afresh every day. Glory to Jesus. I'm hoping that this message has encouraged you. And before I close, I just want to extend this opportunity to someone that hasn't made Jesus Lord over their lives. I'm saying to you, here is an opportunity for you to make Jesus Lord and Savior. It's a simple one. Wherever you are, you can say this prayer with me and your life will never be the same. The Holy Spirit will come and dwell in you and you'll begin a new life, you'll be a new thing, you'll be a new creation. Say this prayer with me. Jesus, I thank you for being my Savior. I come before you this morning with my sins and I ask that God, you forgive my sins. I thank you, Jesus, that you went to die on the cross for people like me. Jesus, today, I accept you as Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, take control. I am a new creation. I am born again. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.